You're listening to One Blunt Woman. I'm Wanda Means. I am the author of my book, The Shelf Life of a Secret, and my blog, Jesus Divorce and Over 40. You can find my book and my blog all on my website, wandamains.com. Thank you for listening. Kevin, how are you? I am fantastic. It's good to have you back. You do this thing where you just disappear for weeks at a time. Well, actually, I was in another country. I was across the pond. I uh, was in London in Paris. As a matter of fact, a week ago today, I was sipping champagne at the Eiffel Tower. We had one of those fancy brunches where we did a tour. You take the channel take the Eurostar that goes from London to Paris and it's a two hour train ride it goes underneath the channel underneath the channel they call it the channel and then you go see this you take a, a, a bus ride and they tour you all through Paris and then you go on the Seine River and we went past the Notre Dame it was it was fascinating to me. It's. It looks like it didn't look burned down to me. Just like a bunch of scaffolding was around it. Well, I saw a picture that you posted, and it didn't look nearly as bad as I thought it was. It didn't. And what was most fascinating to me was all the every single person was standing up taking pictures of that particular thing. And you're on that Seine River for for I don't know an hour or whatever. So then after that, you go to the Eiffel Tower, and it's this. It's kind of an expensive uh, day trip, but it was worth it. And so you know they advertise it as this this romantic uh, champagne brunch at the Eiffel Tower. Well, let me give you an actual image of what a romantic <laughs> Eiffel Tower brunch is. So we get there and there's a group of us. We're like 50 people. So they reserve a block of tables. So it's not like Randy and I are just sitting at a table by ourselves. We're right. sitting at a group. So there are six, seven people at our table. And the reason I say seven is because there were six chairs and one was a mother with her baby and then her mother. Well, her mother didn't speak a lick of English. These other two women were mother and daughter and they were hilarious. The daughter didn't speak much, but the mother was really funny. And then, so I'm thinking, oh, this is so sweet. We got champagne. We got this fancy French meal, the Eiffel Tower. And the young mother whips out her tit and starts breastfeeding her baby at the table. You know, I am curious. Though. This is something we've never discussed on this show. How do you feel about that? So, well, watching the look on Randy's face was like, <laughs> made, it, like, made it worth it. This is not the romantic afternoon yes. I was thinking, although it was super cool to be at the Eiffel Tower. Um, now we, Well, because I guess when I started the show, I'd already done finish my breastfeeding. I breastfed all four of my kids. Um, I, I mean, if my kids were hungry and I was in public, I would, I, 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 I don't think I ever did it at the dinner table or at yeah. like lunch. Not during a meal. But I would like excuse my, well, you know, he's got to eat, you know? Yeah. Um, I would excuse myself and go to the restroom and do, and be a lot more discreet about it. But I wasn't like, no, I'm not going to breastfeed him because we're in public. I right. just, but Randy was shocked <laughs> and the look on his face. <laughs> and he's the only man at this table and he's sitting next to the woman's mother who, who's from like Eastern Europe, Poland or something. She didn't speak a lick of English and he's just so uncomfortable. And I'm like, this is so romantic. Nothing says romance like nursing at the brunch table. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. So we um, we did a lot in London, and I, I I learned a lot. Literally, when this, you know, they speak English, right? And but all their sayings are so different. They kept saying "mind the gap." You know what "mind the gap" means? When you get off the subway, there's yeah. a gap. Mind the gap, and. Everywhere. And then you see t-shirts that say, mind the gap. Well, 
what I thought. Yeah, it's like a whole catchy little slogan type thing. Right. And, and when the plane pulls up, they said, sorry, we're delayed. We're waiting for the stall to become available. I'm like, the stall? I mean, that's the gate. Yeah. You know, I, this is, you, I just want to take note of everything that's so different. Like and, the trunk is the boot and, and you're standing in line the, is the queue. And, right. And the toilet is the loop. Yes. <laughs> and... Um, the tube is the subway. I mean, it's just, it's fascinating. You get used to it. Um, I, you know, you do that where you track your walking. I walk like five to 10 miles every day. You do so yeah. much walking. Um, and I didn't think I could make it because when I was in Tampa, I threw my leg out playing hockey. This woman, twice my size, landed on my knee and it went the opposite way of which it was going. <laughs> so I, I, I guess I tore my MCL or something. And I was in so much pain, but I, I ended up and everyone says, whatever you do, whenever you tear an MCL or ACL or whatever, you don't want muscle atrophy setting in. So you just keep, keep it, moving, keep moving. Okay. And I did, you know, elevated, I said, blah, 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 whatever. And it's fine now. But I mean, when you get, well, was it killing it, you the whole time you were there? Uh, yeah, it hurt pretty bad. Yeah. But you know, when you t- don't mess with your knees, knock on wood, I've never had a knee injury and I'm almost 50. Thank, I mean, I just, it's coming. But anyways, so we did a lot of walking, went to Kensington palace, went to Windsor palace. God, those places are old (laughs) cracks in the ceiling. Just not impressive. I mean, Windsor was far more, but the queen lives in Windsor. I think some of them live in um, Kensington, but that's like literally right in the middle of London. I I just wouldn't, it's to me, it was just, it was just drab. Boring. Yeah, yeah. too. Oh. I felt that way about a lot of my London sightseeing. Yeah, well, we went to Westminster Abbey and all you see are a bunch of, you know, this is where so-and-so is buried. This is where mm-hmm. so-and-so. I'm like, God, I just don't think I can handle. I have yep. I have never in my life in the U.S. been to a mosque to go visit anyone. Why on earth would I do it on my <laughs> vacation <laughs> in London? <laughs> I mean, it's like, anyways, so but. The food was great, had some great food, some great beer, went to several places that were, you know, seven, eight hundred years old. You thought food was great in London? Well, I thought their bread was great. (laughs) (laughs) And they had the best croissants I've ever had. I think I ate like two a day. That's probably why I gained weight. But um, no, I mean, I had some great fish and chips. You You probably gained muscle weight with all the walking you were doing. Yeah, well, whatever. Um, So... Had a great time. Uh, WWE was there and they had a couple shows and, you know, it's amazing. People love that shit everywhere. I'm always like, really? It's mass appeal. It is mass appeal. <laughs> anyway, so they do it at this place called the O2, which is this, imagine if the AAC was covered with a dome and had big old massive antennas sticking out of it. That's what this place, the O2, looks like. And it's called the O2 because that's, I guess it's their AT&T. Mm. So we went to Stonehenge. Uh, the other day. Have you ever been to Stonehenge? No, I did not do Stonehenge. Bunch of rocks just stick, sticking out of the ground. Yeah. Like the size of a bus and they're stacked on top of each other. And nobody knows how I got there. Nobody knows how I got there. And think about it. You know, this was built 6,000 years ago. There was no computer. There, I mean, there was no um, massive uh, cranes. Excavators and I, shit. I, and, yeah. I, how the hell did this happen? Yeah. So it was interesting. I really did enjoy London. I hated the fucking weather. Oh my God. Was it cold and rainy? It was cold and rainy. It was miserable. We went and saw a, a few plays. Have you seen Book of Mormon? I have. So Rainy and I had to go take a selfie um, when we're in there. And w- when we get out, I look, I 
look at the selfie and there's a guy flipping us, like <laughs> photo bombing us, and he's totally flipping us off, which is, I think he's trying to be funny. But, but kind I'm, of a douchebag. <laughs> I'm like, really, dude? You just, I mean, I've, I've seen photo bombers, but the bird? Yeah. Kind of a dick move. So Hamilton, I don't know if you know anything about Hamilton. Hamilton, I've never, no, I've not so seen. It's, it's I know a, it's really hard to get into, though, it's right? It's really hard to get into. The tickets here in Dallas, my friends are trying to sell them for like a thousand bucks a piece, and luckily we didn't pay that much in London. But I mean, it was such a great show. It's about Alexander Hamilton, and he was um, one of our founding fathers, and he wasn't a president. He was killed by Aaron Burr, the vice president in Duel. Um, he was the first secretary of the treasury, real smart, ambitious, comes from nothing, built himself up, you know, and, and a lot of people can relate with, you know, coming from nothing and making yourself something, which, sure. which it's a great story. Um, but it was, it was fascinating because the cast was, so, uh, Manuel Miranda is the author. He, he wrote it and he, he acted in it and, um, he, he said that, he was so interesting because it was it was it even though it was a couple hundred years ago it dictates America now the story that we all have mm-hmm. and but his cast was all uh, multicultural which I thought they were white black Hispanic Asian everything Latin and had this been done 10 15 years ago it would just been an all white cast right so I was really impressed yeah. with that and so extremely talented people and then when the king comes out and he starts yakking away the king is hilarious because the king is just making fun of Americans is all he's doing so so that's like um, satirical Oh yeah, it's yes, it's satire. It's a great story though. Uh, so, but I really did like Hamilton. You know, he's on the ten dollar bill, right? Of course. He, and he wasn't a president. You didn't know that. And he wasn't a president. <laughs> oh, whatever. So I also saw this. You might know School of Rock, and that was fabulous. I am not a big go to musical type person, but when you're in there and you're in the theater district, I'm sitting there having lunch the other day, waiting for my show, and this guy. They have street performers. I kid you not. He's sitting in shorts and nothing else. He's got. One, he's one of those hairy dudes with the hair everywhere but his head. Mm. And <laughs> and he has an orange cone and he's just literally singing into this or- massive like street orange cone. And I couldn't figure out. What That's the not a street performance. That That's... was his. That was his <laughs> talent. And so I posted that online and somebody, one of my friends said, oh yeah, we saw him a couple years ago. So the dude's- So the guy's, he has some longevity. Yeah, he's been there. I'm like, seriously. Anyways, London is a fascinating town. It's great because you can really go there and be no one except the second I open my mouth, they're like, uh, bloody American. Mm. Although they didn't say it like that. That's more like a French person. Yeah, yeah. Um, So I started- We are very stereotypical Americans though. We are. I think so. Well, we went to the Louvre, and my friends were making fun of me because the whole Mona Lisa thing was there. And they're like, Wanda, don't be an American. Don't be an obnoxious American. Because <laughs> I was like, like, we couldn't see it. We couldn't get to it. You can't touch it. The Mona Lisa How close can is you get? literally, well, there's like five security guards right there. The Mona Lisa is lit- It's on a wall that's like 20 feet tall by 20 feet wide, if that. And it's it's literally 20 inches tall. By maybe eighteen inches. Oh, it's that small. It's tiny. Yeah. Do you I know, was just picturing it being bigger. Do you know who painted it? Uh, Leonardo da Vinci. Good. I'm impressed. You know that Hamilton was on ten dollar bill. But at least I got that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm impressed. So enough of my boring fucking trip. No, that was good stuff. 
I mean, Paris was fun. It was all fun. But I mean, Paris, you were just there for like two seconds. And it was Mother's Day, so I didn't get to see my kids, which was weird. I called my, my daughter calls me. I said, what are you doing today? She goes, well, it's Mother's Day, and all my friends are with their moms. I was like, oh. That's weird. Yeah, I was actually Ouch. at a wedding in Gulf Shores, Alabama, so I wasn't with my mom on Mother's Day either this year. So. Oh. Yeah. Speaking of Alabama. What do you got, a story about Alabama? Yeah. Is that in the news for today? Uh-huh. What do you got? Oh, my week. Is it the... Well, no, not really. It's it's the weekly dumbass report. Maybe we should have a weekly dumbass report. No, they, you know, they're making abortions near illegal. I mean, they're illegal, which is so ridiculous. But you think it's kind of a step backwards, right? I mean, for... Oh, I don't know. Maybe a hundred years. Yeah. Maybe go back to the time in London when I put my hand in one of those, my hands in the thing and you put your head like you're going to be head the headed, you know, mm-hmm. all those... A stockade. A stockade, yeah. Or a guillotine. A guillotine. Yeah. Yes. I mean, I didn't get beheaded. Also, some days I wish I would have <laughs> um, No. So, apparently, a doctor, if he is caught giving an abortion, could get 99 years. Meanwhile, we've got rapists getting, what was that, Brock Turner? What did he get? Six months? Nothing. And he only served yeah. three months? And he raped a woman, passed that woman behind the dumpster? Hey, that, you know. But a doctor giving an abortion is going to get 99 years. What is wrong? And I'm a fairly conservative guy, but reversing Roe v. Wade is not progressive for American Well, and they say Ohio's getting ready to follow suit. It's it's all these right-wing... Listen, and I am conservative. I lean way more right than I do left. Me too. But this is nuts. You don't have the right to tell me what to do with my body. I, I fully believe... That abortion is not a means of birth control. If you're out fucking around and you've had three or four abortions, that's probably not the best use of that, of, of an abortion. But people are doing it and I don't tell me what to do with my body. Th- that's the number one reason that I am not for reversing Roe v. Wade is because I'll never know what it's like to be in that situation. So I have no right to... To, you know, to even voice an opinion of whether or not you can do that or, you know what I mean? Like, I'm not a woman. I'll never right. understand. I'll never be in that situation. Therefore, so I don't. So why do so many men think that it's okay that they can do it? I, I don't know. So it's like. It's just unfair it's for me It's all these to, far right Christian nut jobs that I have always had an issue with. And my friend Kim Gatlin was on the Chad Prather show. Chad Prather, he's that, um, he's a YouTuber and he's his own show. He gets in his car and he's very pragmatic. He's always wearing the cowboy hat. Real cute. He, um, I, I've never disagreed with anything he said, but I didn't realize he had a lot of interesting um, followers on his show until Kim went on, because Kim wrote that book, Good Christian Bitches. Yeah, and she's those, been on this show many she's times. Been on this show. Well, those people on that show ripped her a new one because of her title, and then half of them were just making fun of the way she looks. Yeah. I, okay, so these people are good Christians. How is all, that Christian? How, yeah. I mean, like, how... How is that a decent human being, right? So they're sitting there making fun of her, calling her all these names, you know, plastic surgery, blah, blah, blah. Um, And then in one hand, in the other hand, you know, how could you, you know, say what a blasphemous name, good Christian bitches. You're the holy one and Jesus this and Jesus that. Like, oh, my fucking God. Yeah. There's some major hypocrisy going on. Major. (laughs) It's like. They don't want abortion, but yet if you're gay, they don't want anything to do with you either. I just, why? Why do I have such an issue with far right-wing Christian nutjobs? It'll never end. I'm coming back. I'm want to means.
were just talking about abortion in Alabama and after reading some quotes here and talking about the doctors getting 99 years, this is the kind of people that you deal with who pass these laws. You know, they say things like this uh, Republican from Texas, his name is Clayton Williams. Rape is kind of like the weather. It's an, if it's an, if it's inedible, relax and enjoy it. I mean, that can't be this other one. If it's a legitimate rape, the female body has ways to shut that thing down. Another Republican from Missouri. What does that even mean? I don't even know. Rape victims should should make the best of a bad situation. Rick Santorum. Santorum. He ran for president. Um, Even when life begins and that horrible situation of rape, that is something that God intended to happen. What the fuck? Oh, my God. Another Republican. These people are giving Republicans a really bad name. Uh, uh, Yeah. Yes, these Here's people do not favorite. represent all Republicans. Here's my favorite. Uh, Lawrence Lockman, a Republican from Maine. If a woman has the right to an abortion, why shouldn't a man be free to use his superior strength to force himself on a woman? At least the rapist's pursuit of sexual freedom doesn't result in anyone's death. How are those two things in any way comparable? Like, it- But these are the people that sit there and pass these laws that they don't really care if the woman is raped. doesn't matter. Abortion is illegal. Let's give the doctor 99 years. A doctor who went to med school for 15 years and uh, med school undergrad, um, internship, everything. And he, it's ridiculous. These, peop- these people should go to prison for stupidity. These people need to be out of the general population. Mm. Tomorrow's my daughter's 17th birthday. What am I going to do with a 17-year-old? <laughs> I feel like I'm fucked. Yeah. She's one of those, Mom, I love you. Can I have some money? I, I know. You know, she's actually, you know, Lizzie makes straight A's. She's a great kid. She had this presentation the other day, and she got so mad at me because I didn't go. And I'm one of those parents that likes to go to everything, but I had just gotten off the plane from London. Have you ever had major jet lag? Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. After so, that kind of traveling. Yeah. So she got upset. So Richard said, I'll go because he didn't want to go either. It's not that we didn't want to go see our daughter. We were just so tired and neither one of us wanted to deal with it. So I sat at dinner with Robert and Lizzie, Emma and I fell asleep sitting straight up at the dinner table. <laughs> 20, minutes, <laughs> 20 minutes later, I wake up and they're looking at me like this. Like, what the fuck? What the fuck, mom? You just fell asleep. They said an hour, but it wasn't an hour. And I'm like, I really? They're like, Mom, you, you just, you were just out. <laughs> I mean, now I know what it's like to be a narcoleptic. I mean, I, I can't imagine. I totally get it. Have you it ever- took me like two days to get my shit straight after when I got back from Hawaii. And poor Lizzie's so upset with me. And the, I wish my kids had taken a video of me passed out just to prove that. Can you imagine? <laughs> or <if> a video. <laughs> can you imagine if I'd gone to the school and I passed out? That would not have been good. No. They must have thought, that would be oh, embarrassing. Lizzie's mother's drunk. She's on something. Speaking of being on something, Highland Park High School yesterday. Oh, yeah. I heard about teachers. This. One was smoking weed in their vape and got busted. He was marched out in handcuffs. How do you even get busted? You would have to be being pretty sloppy to for it. Right. And another teacher, same day looking at porn or chicks in bikinis or whatever. And so this kid goes up and videos 
the teacher watching it and li- and all the kids have it because I saw it. <laughs> now I want to see it. <laughs> well, I'll have to ask Lizzie send it to me. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? Seriously, dude, you don't. If if you're if you can't go seven hours without watching porn or whatever, and you're around a bunch of you probably shouldn't be around kids. Yeah. You are creepy. Yeah, you should never. So they fired him. But then I'm sorry, that name should be made public, and no school district should hire him. Yeah, you're you're ti- yeah you kind of fucked up. You're not meant to be a teacher. You are not <laughs> meant to be. And listen, I tell you, I substitute taught for a couple years, and when Robert was in elementary school, and a couple years the the others were in middle school. I, there's just no way. I mean, it's not worth the money. And I didn't do it for the money because I make like $85 a day. It's not where I just did it because I wanted to engage with the kids. Yeah. But good God. Uh-uh. I, I just, I couldn't do it. And these people, Emma sends me a video of her substitute teacher calling roll. Thank, you know, Ferris Bueller's day off. But this guy's like, I kid you not, in his mid-80s. <laughs> and she sends me this video. Anyone? This poor teacher. Like, I mean, I'm happy that he's out and he's doing things. He's with young people, but I but mean, how do you stay awake? How do you that? relate with yeah. a with a 15 year old? You know. So I haven't given my Robert report. That's what week, I was waiting have for. I? Yeah. Okay. So I take Robert to school yesterday, and I said so. Do you like any girls? Because he's 13 now, you know, and I guess I'm not his true love anymore. He's been gone. <laughs> and he says, yeah, there's a couple girls that I like. And I said, oh, what are their names? Not saying, which is fair enough because he knows that I'll say something. And <laughs> Yeah, that's a good point. I said, okay, um, well, uh, what they, do they play sports? Tell me about them. You know, have you asked them out? You know, and he says, well, they're popular. And they would never go out with me because I'm too short. And so I'm like, eh, the mother and me, the overprotective mother mm-hmm. is sad. I said, Robert, you just go ask them. You go do whatever. And you're so cute. And it's like, Ugh, please, mom, you have to be popular. I'm just not popular. And I, and I hate the whole popular conversation, mm-hmm. especially in middle school. I relate, can relate to Robert so much. <laughs> so Right. So I said, well, do you think I'm popular? And he goes, no. <laughs> <laughs> I figured for sure he would have said yes. <laughs> I was like, oh. I go, well, you have a YouTube channel and I have a podcast. I mean, you don't think I'm a little popular? He's like, no. I was like, okay, whatever. And do, do, I said, do these girls know you have a podcast? I mean, a, a YouTube channel? He's like, no, not really. I'm like, well, you know, what, I, he wants to be on the Jake, whatever that Jake guy is. Yeah. What's his name? He wants to be on that level of popularity so a girl will like him. And I'm like, I feel kind of bad for him. I said, well, what's it going to take well, he's not the first guy who wanted a little bit of fame to get girls. I mean, right? Okay, <laughs> right. And so I said, "Well, what's it going to take to be? What should I do if I want to be popular? You know, should I like take my shirt off right now in carpool lane so everyone could see me, <laughs> get some attention?" <laughs> you know what he does? He got up and walked out of the car. Didn't talk to me the rest of the day. <laughs> <laughs> that one, he didn't think that was funny. I mean, for the record, I am not going to do that. Yes. But I think I was trying to tell him some people you have to garner attention, and that's what I was going to do. And he's like, "That's an awkward time in your life, you know." Middle school 13, is so yeah awkward. But yet, you know what he does? He still comes and snuggles with me in bed. Yeah, and I'm sure he loves that you talk about that. Oh <laughs> shit! <laughs> and he's like, "Don't touch me, mom." I, I can't deal with this. I'm like, oh, whatever. So little Richard finished school. He comes home and um, he's home for six days and while well, I'm in London. And then he texts me, he says, okay, mom, I'm already back at school. 
He was supposed to be here all summer. He could not. <laughs> he didn't last long. <laughs> he did not. He lasted six days. Didn't even make it to June. Days. <laughs> He's like, I'm out of here, mom. I go, it's not that bad. But I remember when I was in college, I came home and I didn't, the last place I wanted to be was yeah. at my parents. You want your you know, freedom and fun and all that stuff. So I told him, I said, I am not paying. His tuition is so expensive at his school. I said, I'm not paying for summer school because it's $4,000. So you know what he does? He calls the school. Holy shit. My like, entire education costs him. <laughs> I know, right? It's ridiculous. He calls the school and he gets a loan and he got in his car and he drove back. So he's, got, he's going back and he's taking classes over the yeah. summer? And he did a loan through the school because they do that for students. And he's like. Is he going to get a summer job? And he has to work because I told him I'm not paying for anything. Way to man up. Seriously. That's impressive. (laughs) Way to go, Rich. So, we're coming up at my 100th episode, and I can't decide. What is this, 97? This is 98. 98. Shit, we're running out of time. we got to get this planned. I know. Because there's some big things in the works. I know. But we can't tell yet. I can't tell yet, but it is going to be a complete reinvention of the wheel. Of the Wanda wheel. Of our wheel, yeah. <laughs> but I will still keep my premise of, you know, child activist, um, uh, child activist and who are abused. And I, I really ultimately want to put a stop to that. I got an email, I mean, a Facebook instant message or a private message. What is that called? I have no idea. A Facebook message? I, yeah, whatever. So she, personal finds, mess- I have, I she finds me on Facebook and... Um, she says, can you help me? Can I pay you? Are you a child activist? I mean, I said, how did you hear about me? She Googled child activists in Dallas, and my name was the second thing that came up. Which is pretty awesome. Which is pretty cool. We didn't even, we had no idea. I mean, I'm not a lawyer. I, I mean, I, I talk about it a lot, but other than that, I'm not really on the forefront, just other right. than spreading awareness of it. And she says, well, th- this is so crazy. She... Her child was is being physically abused by its father, and they went to court, and the father got custody of the child. And she's like, "I'm helpless. I don't know what to do." And I just, so I called my friend Stephanie, who's an attorney who has had a show. Sure, I know before. Stephanie. She's on the show before, and she immediately called her and is trying to help her, and kind of gave her some interesting ideas of what to do. And it's like, imagine you're. You're, you're, you're trying to tackle this system and that nobody understands it and people are getting off, not in the way you're thinking. <laughs> they're, you know, they're raping someone and they get off and serve four months in prison, Brooks, Brock Turner or whatever that kid, like, and then people just getting custody of their children and they're abusing them and the mother isn't and she wants, like, how do you tackle this system? What is wrong with it? Doesn't it kind of feel good though that you're doing more than you even uh, more than you realized in terms of awareness and whatnot that you're making a difference and you didn't even know it? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it does. It does feel good. I, I and I'm grateful that she, um, you know, had the wherewithal to go online and reach out for help. And I'm glad that I have friends who who are in the legal business and can help her. I mean, who are an attorney and can help her. I, I feel really good about that. Um, so. I'm grateful that I, I hate the system. I think it's more against us than for us sometimes. Definitely. Especially if you're poor, on the poor side, and you're a woman. And because, you know, um, the men still have way more rights than women, and I just don't get it. I agree. I am done with my show today. <laughs> you're already ready to wrap up? I am ready to wrap up. I had a great time in London. 
I have to go get ready for my daughter's 17th birthday party tomorrow. I can't believe she's 17. That makes me so sad. They're growing up, Kevin. You don't have any that aren't teenagers now. I know. I'm Wanda Means. I'm the author of my book, The Shelf Life of a Secret, and my blog, Jesus Divorce and Over 40, both of which you can find on my website, wandamains.com. And do not forget, from tremendous pain comes an enormous amount of strength. Thank you for listening to One Blunt Woman. 